0: A real double whammy. We talked to journalist Ben Adler about how we can try to save the planet that Trump is currently trying so hard to destroy. And we talked to Chase Madar, who was a lawyer and writer and the author of The Passion of Bradley Manning, the story of the suspect behind the largest security breach in US history. By the way, when Chase wrote that book, it was before Chelsea Manning came out as transgender and came out as Chelsea, so that's why the name is Bradley. Now i got to offer a trigger warning. Ben Adler is a liberal been a while since we've had a liberal and it's a good thing because we need a diversity of opinions. so every now and then we invite someone from the relative extreme right onto the show I jest but he's gonna say some things that you guys are gonna find triggering and make sure you sit tight because when I talk to Chase Madar he responds to a lot of the things that Ben says including that we should give Obama more credit for his commutations and pardons. And you're definitely gonna to wanna to join our Patreon this week because the bonus content includes a dramatic reading of Scooter Libby's erotic fiction, which includes, I'm not kidding you, bear sex. Bear as in the animal, not as in the term for a guy. Go to patreon.com slash the Katie Halper Show. Again, that's patreon.com slash the Katie Halper Show. Our hashtag is Katie Halper Show. That's letter K, letter T, H-A-L-P-S-H-O-W. Katie Help Show. Please rate us, review us on iTunes, and join our Patreon. Thanks a lot, and see you guys next week when we will bring you an interview with Nina Turner, former Ohio State Senator Nina Turner. And if it's 7 p.m. on WBAI, which is 99.5 FM or wbai.org on the interwebs, you can always find the Katie Helper Show. And I'm here with. My co-host, Gabe Pacheco.
1: Hey, what's going on, everybody?
0: What's going on, Gabe?
1: Katie, I'm here. I'm present.
0: Gabe is present, physically and spiritually. And of course, on the engineering uh, ivories, tickling those ivories is Reggie Johnson.
2: Tickling the ivories, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll go with that.
0: Are there ebony's, too for the? What are those things called in the piano? You have the white, the ivories are the main thing. What are those things called? Anyone I know? Don't the, know. You know the, the black things. Anyone know? I don't know. We're gonna
2: yeah, have to find that's out. That's something I have to check.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> you know I used to play piano when I was a little kid, but I threw tantrums, and my mom. What'd you
1: get through? Did you get through chopsticks? Yeah, Were you able to play
2: chopsticks. I did
0: some original compositions too. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I really did.
2: So, really avant-garde stuff.
0: Yeah, but my mom. I mean, it's my fault. I was apparently a very willful child. Contrary yeah. To, hard to believe. Contrary to present day presentation. Um, and by the way, guys, so my mom made me quit. She, all right, I made myself quit because That's I threw. That's very
1: in. dispiriting that your mother, the idea, the narrative that she made you quit.
0: I know. I could have been a real virtuoso. But it's not, it's me. I threw tantrums and she couldn't deal with it. I get it. I yeah. get it. So I don't blame you, mom. What if that was like a chip I walked around with on my shoulder thinking that I, but for my mom making me quit, I'd be like...
1: You would have been uh, a modern Mozart. Yes. You know? Momo. Yeah.
0: Modern Mozart, yeah. And in studio we have with us, who's going to join our conversation very shortly after we get through some headlines, we have Ben Adler, who is a journalist... And he's going to be talking to us about some environmental news because we got to talk about the planet now that Trump is is going to be the president.
1: Oh yeah, it's our third hottest year in a row. Oh wow, right? Yeah. And I heard that in the news, and immediately Nelly's "It's Getting Hot in Here" came came into my head.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say and it immediately came on, which would have been really cool.
1: A serendipitous, maybe. right?
0: Serendipitous, yeah. Really cool, really hot. Oh, and I'm going to be playing a little bit of a cover. I did a cover, guys. Uh, I'm I'm creating a music video.
1: So you've you've drifted away from piano which you gave up because your mom was against it yes into the realm of sort of like singer coverage coverage
0: because we're losing a lot of coverage with the with the republicans am i right you like how do you like that that political joke obamacare health coverage someone's got to provide coverage so let's talk about some stories chelsea manning was commuted yeah commuted and you guys know who chelsea manning is Are you
1: going to break it down? Sure. Pull out the Daily News.
0: According to the Daily News, (laughs) I bought the Daily News and the the New York Post because they both had very classy uh, things on the cover. New York Post's classy headline is Obama lets a traitor go free. The Daily News says prison breaks and says Prez offers freedom for WikiLeaks spy 1970s terrorists amid record pardon push. That's not the same person. They're talking about Chelsea Manning being the alleged WikiLeaks spy and Oscar Lopez Rivera being the 1970s terrorist.
2: Puerto Rican nationalist.
0: Puerto Rican nationalist, right? right. That's right. One man's Puerto Rican nationalist is a reactionary's terrorists. It's funny mm-hmm.
1: because his sentence was commuted yes. back uh, when uh, Bill Clinton was in office, Right, but the other people that uh, were also being held under the same, same charges, he had solidarity with them, and he said, I don't want to be let out if they're not let out. And then they all got
0: let out. I know. And they didn't. And he was still in. He was still in. That's some solidarity forever.
2: Solidarity forever.
0: Almost forever, but luckily it's not forever anymore because Obama is commuting that. Yeah, last
1: uh, one, ninth inning.
0: Yeah. I'm going to read a little bit of what Democracy Now! had to say about it. President Obama has commuted the sentences of army whistleblower Chelsea Manning and Puerto Rican independence activist Oscar Lopez Rivera as part of more than 200 commutations issued Tuesday. Oscar Lopez Rivera has been imprisoned for about... About 35 years? Not sure. That's that's an interesting way to phrase it. Was that an intern? They were like, meh, about, Amy, Amy, like more or less 35, give or take. Much of the time in solitary confinement. In 1981, Lopez Rivera was convicted on federal charges, including seditious conspiracy, conspiring to oppose U.S. authority over Puerto Rico by force. In 1999, President Bill Clinton commuted the sentences of 16 members of the FALN, but Lopez Rivera refused to accept the deal. Because it did not include two fellow activists who have since been released under Obama's commutation, Lopez Rivera will be released on May 17th. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up my Chelsea Manning facts, but you know what? Let's ha- let's just bring Ben into the discussion. Ben? Let's
1: get him in the room. Is Ben in the building? <laughs> where is ben? ben?
0: Ben, where are you? Say hi.
3: Uh, hey everyone. The fastest ben is, runner. Ben is in the house. Ben
0: mm-hmm. was in the room the whole time. We're gonna break down that break down that fourth wall for you that we love breaking down. Ben was in the room, which is why I laughed so hard. I Gabe saying that. <laughs> Reggie, you're covering your mouth. Ben, you, you see you, this happens? Wow. You, they you come hear me go.
1: run oh. out of the room, you just hear footsteps bump, yeah. boom, boom, yeah. Boom, yeah. boom, and <laughs> exactly. like yelling in the distance. Yeah.
0: And then yeah. like 10 minutes later, Ben's in the Then
1: room. A, br- a breathy Ben yeah, exactly, just huffing and
3: puffing.
0: And blowing our WBA house down. And do you have any anything in general you want to say? No pressure.
3: This is not what I cover, but I do think that leftists who don't give Obama enough credit for certain things, one of the things that they've missed is how much he's used commutation and pardons. He's used it more than any other president. A lot of nonviolent drug offenders have been let out. He's definitely really deployed that power to pursue at least what he, he considers to be justice. I don't I don't have a view on whether Chelsea Manning should or should not have. Really? No, only because I haven't followed it. Right, enough. right. I mean, people who I tend to agree with about things tend to all support her commutation, and I, I probably would too if I knew enough about it, right. but I don't. Here's the thing. Guys, I, get,
0: let's give a lefty clap for Obama. Come on,
3: come yay, on, you, Gabe,
0: Gabe, come on. Thank <laughs> you, that's a reluctant clap but you know what uh, oh, I hate snitches,
1: oh, oh, oh. but I love whistleblowers whistleblowers get
3: stitches doesn't have quite the same ring
1: to it no so, no yeah. but
0: it's you know whistleblowers, whistleblowers get lawnmowered yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: sometimes you know what what's the difference what's the difference between um you know a whistleblower and a snitch Chelsea Manning was talking uh, truth to power yes you know
0: from Democracy Now President Obama has commuted the sentence of army whistleblower Chelsea Manning Chelsea Manning is now set to be freed on May 17th after Obama shortened her sentence from 35 years to seven. Attorneys for Manning say she is already the longest held whistleblower in US history. Manning leaked more than 700,000 classified files and videos to WikiLeaks about the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan and US foreign policy. She has been subjected to long stretches of solitary confinement and denied medical treatment related to her gender identity. She attempted to commit suicide twice last year. By the way, when she attempted to commit suicide, do you know what the punishment was? Break it down. Solitary confinement.
1: Always the, be- the best cure for uh, awesome. suicidal uh, Just... feelings and urges. Yeah,
0: so that's a great thing to do to someone who's suicidal. So, yeah, I mean, Obama not only was freeing her in May, commuted the sentence, but I think he saved her life. And you know who else was released was Dickie Joe Jackson, who I wrote about in Salon a couple of years ago. If you go to my Twitter, I'll post it. But I wrote about this. I said, meet the real Walter White because this is a man who was a lifer for nonviolent crime. He transported drugs and it was literally to pay for his son's life-saving bone marrow transplant. He had this incredibly rare disease and he got a bone marrow match from his sister. He Dick,
1: couldn't do a GoFundMe?
0: He tried. He Like, Reagan gave him objects to, au- to auction and stuff, but... Nobody just, wanted
1: Reagan's... Op- uh, <laughs> probably, probably. He was like, here's the bullet yeah. they pulled out of me at the Hilton. Yeah, and, uh, that'd you be can amazing. To, you can try to sell that. Nobody wanted it.
0: No, apparently not. Or
1: here's a signed uh, poster from the movie I made with the monkey.
0: Which one's that?
3: He was in a sort of cheesy comedy. Oh, got it. Like a buddy movie. Bonzo. Bonzo. Okay, got it. Yeah.
0: Dickie Joe Jackson. He was only one of the 3,278 men and women serving a sentence of life in prison without parole for non-violent crime.
1: what What was the reason and why? Waste all of that human potential and capital. Yeah. In jail. it's
0: it's awful and he was he would when I interviewed him for this piece he would counsel people who were who had killed people and were really depressed because they were in jail but weren't in jail for life and he would be like <laughs> you guys you can do it you can yeah. do it he told me that when I interviewed him which was just incredible and crazy they're
1: like I'm so scarred by the murders I committed uh, how can I live a life after I get out of here yeah and he and uh, what are you in here for and he's like I'm here forever because I wanted to save my son's life
0: yeah basically yeah yeah You know what we're gonna do a new rule I started writing new rules before Bill Maher did that. I'm not saying he stole it from me at all. Bill, calm down. But I am saying that since I wrote about r- new rules before he did, I'm allowed to say that, right? Because he made them famous. He put them on the map by doing them on his the show. But new rule is that you cannot criticize Obama for commuting Chelsea Manning's sentence, and call yourself a liberal or progressive.
3: Okay. Why? I, why? Why? I don't. I don't agree with that.
0: Excuse me, Ben. Back up, because you just said you didn't know enough to comment on
3: it. But, well, that's true, but I'm not sure that the position one has on one commutation of one prisoner in very extraordinary circumstances should be a litmus test for who is a liberal.
0: This person revealed crimes committed by the army. I really should have, you know what? Hold on, let's see. I'm gonna tweet this out. Guys, help me out. Why am I right that if you don't support Chelsea Manning well, commutation, you are not a liberal.
1: One thing with whistleblowing is that uh, the institutions, they never want to snitch on themselves. They never tell you exactly what they're doing wrong. There's no reason for the army to talk about its crimes. There's no reason for any military apparatus to, t- to express that it has committed war crimes. So the only way that you get the information out there to the public is through uh, hard-hitting journalists that are willing to uh, risk the character assassination, the ending of their careers. Um, or, uh, or you have people within the institutions like a soldier who's gonna go outside of the chain of command to reveal the information. Uh, and that happens in corporate structures as well. So that's why we need whistleblowers and, um, you know, clearly the powers that be are going to be upset whenever their dirty laundry is aired.
0: I think that's a very, very convincing case. I don't know
1: anything. I'm completely uninformed. But
0: I'm going to have to obviously get back on air next week and do like a whole thing on my litmus test. Also, Chase Madar wrote not a single document leaked by Manning was quote unquote top secret. And Chase is a lawyer. So we got to listen to him. Tried to get him on the show.
3: The question is whether not agreeing with them, it makes you not a liberal. I mean, is it is it that if you take the wrong position in Katie Halper, Glenn Greenwald's or, or Ben I Adler's opinion weird... that you're not a liberal. I, 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 uh,
0: you know why? Not necessarily. I, Glenn Greenwald, actually, we spoke <laughs> with him. So here's
3: the case of Glenn Greenwald, who's not a liberal. He's a well, leftist. I'm not a
0: liberal either. Yeah, I so know. So that makes it all but, the but, more ironic that you you're a no self-appointed the arbiter. No, 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 no. But I think I'm more <laughs> objective about it. I have no skin in the game. And here's why I think you're not a liberal. Because I think, as Glenn Greenwald brought up in our interview with him, which you definitely should check out, when he was growing up, Daniel Ellsberg was considered a hero. And Daniel Ellsberg, who, of course, leaked the, the Pentagon Papers, he is the first person to compare himself to Snowden. He was one of his first allies. Why would, were liberals for Ellsberg and not for Snowden? And what Greenwald said is that if Snowden had been Snowden under a Republican instead of under Obama, MSNBC would have a 40-foot statue erected to him in front of Dirty Rock, which I think is a good way of putting I, it. I think,
3: I think there's definitely some truth to that. I also think that trusting government power in in the hands of obama versus bush is not automatically just stupid partisanship there's some legitimate reasons to trust uh, that that president obama will use certain kinds of authority more uh judiciously yeah, and, and
0: in all fairness to your point right his 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 commuting her sentence shows a kind of exactly. a, a, but i would also say that The fact that it was a disproportionate sentence means that our government isn't set up the way that Obama would like it because deep state, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, this is fascinating. We should have enough. We have to do this. We were going to do this. The liberal left debate. We're going to do it. And, Gabe, you can judge it or you can be the nihilist.
1: Yeah, I mean, I really don't care who wins. (laughs) It's totally fine.
0: Exactly. No skin in the game, like I was saying.
1: You got to have skin in the game. We can't. We can't just give people free college, right? They need skin in the game.
0: Such a weird expression.
1: I know. It's and I'm like, ugh! It just makes me think of Leatherface. Like, what is this Texas Chainsaw Massacre like? We've got to skin people and wear their faces as masks over our faces. Yeah, it's
3: it's also a particularly um, fatuous argument in the case of college, where their skin in the game is being given in the form of going to class and doing homework and taking years in which they're not earning money. And right. they're foregoing income in those years, right? I mean, they have plenty of skin in the game, even if they don't pay tuition. Yeah, time, yeah, totally. time, and labor, so and, and uh, personal your investment. You want
1: to get a good grade, right? It's gonna, right. it's gonna benefit right. you. Oh, you'll
3: just drop out if it's free. I mean, right? I mean, some people might, but yeah. it's not not everyone. They have other reasons. Not Education to. is
1: the <laughs> only path to success in a modern society, but we're not going to give it to you unless you have skin in the game.
0: You know someone who is upset about chelsea manning's commutation judith miller <laughs> do you remember <laughs> judith you. miller so judith miller is famous for beating the war drums for iraq and spreading false intelligence about wmds
1: so she loves uh she loves dead civilians in other countries yes that's her yeah favorite exactly
0: thing. and since that's one of the things that chelsea manning revealed that makes sense that she wouldn't be a chelsea manning fan but listen to what she actually said obama commute sentence of chelsea manning how many people die because of Manning's leak you know what i wrote Definitely less than the people who died as a result of your pushing WMD lies. So there, Judith Miller. I mean, really, have some awareness. You're really going to tweet that they
1: didn't find the yellow
0: yeah. cake. It was going to be a cakewalk, and they didn't find the yellow cake. Yeah. Wow, I just realized. I mm. wanted to
3: find the yellow cake. Of course, no, no one who would make this argument would be a liberal. But anyone who you know is unhappy with Chelsea Manning's commutation, but was okay with like Scooter Libby mm. getting off scot-free, is is a complete hypocrite.
0: Totes. Yeah. Mm. Because Scooter Libby needs to be free so he can write more books involving sex scenes with bears. Not kidding. You're going to see, uh, you're going to be sorry that I, I said this. But So uh, we're going to play a cover song that I wrote about Obama. And I think it sums up a lot of the emotions people from the left are feeling. Look out for the music video because that's really going to gonna sell this. And in order to get the video that's going to be released soon, and you have to watch the Rihanna video. Again, go to my Twitter, you'll find it. You other than katie halper as rihanna singing my obama cover uh my my cover of stay by rihanna and of course it's it's dedicated and sung to president obama but we are back here at the katie halper show
1: i'm imagining him on like a treadmill listening to that yeah just like a single tear oh yeah you know at least a single why, do I, why do i have to go Yes. i wish i could just be on this treadmill forever in the west wing
0: Obama, because we know you're listening to this on your treadmill, probably the SoundCloud, because we know you're busy. You can't listen in real time. But um, you you should also free Leonard Peltier. So we are back here. We're back at the Katie Halper Show. We didn't go anywhere. We just played a song in case you got confused. And we're really excited that we have with us Ben Adler. And again, Ben Adler is a journalist. He writes uh, for Washington Post, Grist. So you have two pieces. One is in the Trump era, all climate progress will be local. And then you have Trump will be the fossil fuel industry's greatest gift. I'm going to name some of the things that Trump is going to want to do. And can you tell me whether or not he can do them? Okay. Okay. ready? Yeah. Gutting the Paris climate deal. Yes. Scrapping the clean power plan. Yes. Rolling back smog and mercury standards and coal ash regulations.
3: Yes, with the caveat that that he could be blocked in the courts.
0: Filling the White House with fossil fuel execs yes approving pipelines and more drilling permits permits why do people say permits anyway
3: uh yes
0: gutting the epa yes but could he abolish it
3: he's not going to okay um, he, he alone can't the republican congress could trump actually proposed to abolish the EPA. Republicans voted for Trump. They do not actually want to abolish the EPA. Either they actually know they don't. If you took a poll, it would not poll well. And then even half the ones who would say that they do support it, it that's just because they don't realize that the EPA is the only thing standing between them and, like, arsenic in their water. Right. right? They want to go
1: like they, back to, like, some Charles Dickens, yeah. like, uh, like, early Industrial Revolution, just can't even see the sun. Right. What's so, well, the city in China where that's the case? Beijing. Yeah, Beijing. Yeah, and I love it and there, it is right?
3: and it is amazing. Mm-hmm. You look out of the window on what is forecast to be a clear day and it's it you think, "Oh my god, it's so cloudy." Yeah. Oh, it's and it's because of the smog. And it's they, really something. Yeah.
0: Bringing back the coal
3: industry. No. Yes. He can't bring back the coal industry because the coal industry is dying a natural death. Wind and solar are getting cheaper and natural gas is getting cheaper and coal is simply losing out to them because of that. Uh, the most easily accessed coal reserves have largely been tapped, um, and also even if you inc- had uh, a rebound in the amount of coal being produced and burned, the employment would not go up. Like people in West Virginia are unhappy because they lost their coal jobs. A lot of that is because of mechanization. Right. People aren't scooping coal out with shovels anymore, and they're not going to even if you scoop out more coal. Yeah. Right. So you get like one guy operating the forklift, or you know, I mean, not actually a forklift is not the right. Right, but it's Example, like a big yeah. machine. They yeah. need to just yeah. need one yeah. dude
1: instead yeah. of like yeah. fifty guys going yeah. down into the yeah. cave.
0: And you, in your piece in the Trump era, all climate progress will be local. That's inspiring. And you talk about all these initiatives in California and Governor Jerry Brown, who was once called Governor Moonbeam. I didn't realize that because he of his fascination with outer space. And and you quote saying, if Trump turns off the satellites, California will launch its own damn satellite. We've got the scientists, we've got the lawyers, and we're ready to fight. So how much can local initiatives undo or challenge or, or balance out or counteract what Trump is going to do?
3: Local governments can do, can do quite a lot. You know, California is something like the eighth largest economy in the world. California has, a, has ambitious targets to reduce its emissions. If it meets those targets, that's a significant portion of what the U.S. has committed to doing under the Paris Agreement, for example. Um, you have in New York and California, which are um, New York's, I think, the third biggest state, uh, you know, these, these uh, ambitious agendas to switch to clean energy, to uh, switch people over to electric vehicles, um, and uh, energy efficiency uh, programs so uh, they're 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 really moving ahead and and doing a lot that we want the federal government to do throughout the whole country, but if you've got some of the biggest states doing it on their own, you're still getting uh, a lot of the same benefit
1: uh I just want the government to give me an electric car
0: Well, if you move to california they they kind of will
1: give me an electric car they're giving car. a
0: lot as you say in your article ben they're giving they're really incentivizing that
1: they're giving rebates it'll make it
3: cheaper more affordable
1: i would put I would put American flags all over it, I would be like the number one booster. NASCAR? Or whatever, the state flag. California yeah. state flag. Yeah, I'll put bears all over my car, and they won't be like erotic bears right. from uh, Scooter Libby's Erotic oh, Fiction. Yeah. They'll okay. just be like normal meat and potato right. square bears. Right,
0: square bears, yeah. Bear, uh, prude bears. Um, and when are we going to be underwater? Like, what is the deal, Ben? Just lay it out.
3: If present trends continue, and, and present trends mean, meaning global total emissions are rising, in other words, so they're not just getting more and more each year. They're, it, it, we're not just piling them on each year. The rate is right. also increasing. Then, uh, you know, we could have places like Miami Beach underwater by the end of the century.
0: I mean, Miami's not the whatever. There's well, not a lot of culture there. The, that's the, all it, I'm gonna it, say. It, just kidding. The,
3: when you talk about a couple feet of sea level rise, you have to you have to remember a couple feet of increased elevation is like nothing. Like you walk away from the beach in, you know, all over the coast, east and west coast of the United States and you don't even perceive yourself as having gone uphill and you've gone uphill a few feet, those areas are not actually going to be underwater. What they will potentially be is too expensive or dangerous to inhabit because you're going to have much more frequent things like Superstorm Sandy where they get inundated and they lose power and people die. So then they're going to be abandoned. South Florida is unusually flat. There you actually might be underwater.
0: So, uh, what's the big takeaway, inspiring thing? What can people do to to help uh, our our planet? Well, they need
3: to get active in the states. Okay. They need to pressure their state governments. And it's really into states' to, rights. W- in states where you have some the hope planet. of this, um, no, it's not a question of states' I'm, rights. I know, oh, I'm, no, I know, um, <laughs> I know. In in uh, states where you have where you have you know progressive pro climate. Uh, people in office pressure them to really go as far as they possibly can everything from renewable portfolio standards for their electric utility investments in and in expansions in, of um, solar and wind or hydro in some cases um, blocking fossil fuel infrastructure um, bans on fracking and they also need to work at winning elections in the state and local level in 2018. And we
0: didn't even talk about Standing Rock.
3: It's great to support efforts like Standing Rock. It's absolutely great that people got involved in right. Standing Rock. And, and water
0: need... is good to have. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. And people need to get involved in efforts to to, to block uh, fossil fuel infrastructure in their communities like that as well. And, of course, they need to get involved in, in, in trying to reverse what happens federally. And they and they need to they need to also work pressure their senators to to filibuster. Let's say the Republicans want to repeal a major portion of the Clean Air Act. They need to pressure their senators to stand up to that and filibuster it and make sure it doesn't happen.
0: Great. Ben, thank you so much, Ben Adler, writer, and you can find him at Badler on Twitter. But don't go anywhere, guys. Make sure you stick around. We're about to talk to Chase Madar about the very thing we debated. (laughs) Thanks so much for talking
2: to me. Hey, great to be chatting with you.
0: Chase Madar is a civil rights attorney in New York City and the author of The Passion of Bradley Manning, the story behind the WikiLeaks Whistleblower, which is released by Verso Books. And Chase writes for places like The Nation, Common Dreams, The American Conservative, which is interesting.
2: Hey, I can explain that.
0: Oh, by all means. And and you know what, we are, this is a safe space, so no no need to apologize for that. And Jacobin,
2: um, right. which
0: is less probably off-brand. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. um, and, and you have a great piece called, uh, you and Greg Randon, who, Big fan of Greg Grandin. He's a big oh, yeah. fan of the show. We love him. You and Greg chatted about Chelsea Manning's release. Chelsea Manning will be free. How Obama came to commute Manning's sentence and what her leaks revealed about America. It's on the nation. So I wanted to know if you could just kind of provide us with some background about the case, about the significance of the release.
2: Okay. Chelsea Manning was born Bradley Manning. Chelsea is a transgender woman now. but She was born Bradley Manning. And after a pretty rough upbringing in Oklahoma, she enlisted in the U.S. military and was deployed to Iraq as part of the surge, deployed uh, as an army intelligence official to a, a forward operating base hammer in the middle of nowhere. And she enlisted to serve in, in Iraq with a lot of idealism, thinking that Operation Iraqi Freedom really would be about bringing freedom to Iraqis. She was a true believer. Uh, you know, I say that in spite of being a very intelligent, critically-minded person already, but when she was working at Ford Operating Base Hammer as an intelligence officer, she found that there was an incredible amount of horrible things going on with the complicity or with the full participation of the US and allied occupying army. For instance, she found out that it was official US policy to condone torture when practiced by Iraqi officials.
0: Was that because we wanted to not be cultural relativists? Was that a way of being (laughs) sensitive to uh, not being a
2: You know, I I don't think it was. uh, that that woke. I think exactly. it was. Thank you. For saying I don't think it was woke. Said. I think it was just <laughs> Donald Rumsfeld finding it expedient. So even though the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff was saying publicly that it was official U.S. policy to stop torture uh, in Iraq and that we had gone there to to spread human rights, the actual policy, which uh, which Chelsea Manning uncovered. Uh, in fragmentary order 242, it's kind of notorious, was to allow it. That was Rumsfeld's little order to expressly allow torture when committed by the Iraqi authorities. And that's just one example of, of many things uh, where Manning found that the image of the war at home that uh, she was tracking in the in the US media was not really matching up to the reality that she saw both firsthand as a soldier with her own boots on the ground and as an intelligence officer who's monitoring the situation closely. And what really changes things for her is when she is ordered to help round up some Iraqi civilians who had been distributing a pamphlet protesting the incredible corruption of the new Iraqi prime minister, Maliki. And it's called something like, where does the money go? And yet uh, it's part of Manning's job to help the Iraqi authorities round up these nonviolent protesters who are just pissed off about, you know, these vast sums of money that are disappearing.
0: They sound uh, like fiscal conservatives. I'm surprised Rumsfeld wasn't into
2: that. You you would think, uh, but no. And so Manning very frustrated with the, the, the rose-tinted view of the war that's getting projected at home, decides to download a, a ton of low-level field reports, both from the Iraq war, from the ongoing Afghan war, and then about a quarter of a million State Department diplomatic cables. We're in 2010. None of these documents is top secret or higher. It's all pretty low-level stuff. None of it's really about the future. These are individual field reports of incidents that have happened from the U.S. military, and it was extremely easy for Chelsea Manning to you know, put these onto a CD-ROM and then take them home when on leave. And it was a very low-tech exfiltration. This was not mission impossible 3 with suction cup gloves on the wall and in fact most of the big security breaches the most famous have been in fact very low-tech and very easy there was really no infosec information security to speak of at Ford operating base hammer or at a lot of others and Manning sends these to WikiLeaks and WikiLeaks starts publishing them and the most sensational and, and viral of these leaks is a video Filmed from the gunsight camera of an Apache helicopter that's high above a suburb of Baghdad opening fire on a group of civilians. There are a couple people with weapons. Five to six individuals with But it's mostly civilians, including a few Reuters news employees, a cameraman. And you can hear the bantering pilots. Request permission and the helicopter identifies them as you know worthy of being killed. Just
1: fucking once you get on, just open them up, and yeah, right. right. I am. Um, Light them all up. All right, we'll be engaging.
2: And opens fire on them.
1: Come on, fire! Hey, Roger. Keep shooting. Keep shooting. Keep shoot. Keep shoot. Keep shoot.
2: And kills over a dozen people. Oh
1: yeah, look at those dead bastards should have a van in the middle of the road with about 12 to 15 bodies. Oh, yeah, look at that. Right through the windshield. <laughs> I just drove over a body. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's very chilly. Nice. Nice.
1: Let's
2: shoot. Thank you. People around the world saw this. It's gotten a couple million views online. And this video, by the way, was not classified in any way. Uh, but still, the military just didn't feel like letting people see it. So they had denied journalists' FOIA requests for this exact video before. And, uh, well, now we have a, a gunsight view of one incident in that war, and I think it's something that people should see uh, if we want to know the truth about the wars we choose to conduct, if we want to see what our statecraft is, is really doing.
0: Is what they did illegal?
2: They Apache helicopters? Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's a big question. And as a matter of fact, None of the big three human rights groups in the U.S., Amnesty, Human Rights Watch, and Human Rights First, issue any kind of condemnation of that atrocity on the grounds that most of what goes on in that video is arguable under the color of international law. And I write about this in my book about Chelsea Manning, the passion of Chelsea Manning, but the main revelation from Manning's leaks isn't so much war crimes, it's just how many atrocities are perfectly acceptable under the laws of armed conflict, which, contrary to a lot of liberal mythology and a lot of right-wing mythology as well, are not very restrictive at all. Their real purpose, in fact, is to license and to authorize lethal force rather than to hold it back. I would say, to be technical, what, what that video captures is an atrocity, not a war crime. Now, the people use the the term war crime in a very vernacular meaning, uh, but that you know kind of common parlance meaning of war crime—something horrible that happens in war—turns out to be much broader than the strict legal definition, which turns out to be pretty narrow. Got it.
0: That's disturbing in itself, but that's
2: like a whole other. That that's a whole that yeah. That's a whole other point. So. Manning gets caught because while nearing the end of her service, she's essentially getting discharged from the military. She's got gender dysphoria, which means she she wants to gender transition to being a woman from Bradley to Chelsea. And right before this young soldier is about to be discharged from the military, Manning makes the mistake of confiding in a long online conversation with a famous computer hacker named Adrian Lamo. And you can read their long online chat logs. Uh, They're on wire. They make for a fascinating, disturbing, and truly tragic kind of uh, 21st century one-act play. And little does Manning know that Lamo is a federal informant, and uh, but it's it's very worth reading. And Manning's very clear about uh, the political motives that she has for doing this. She thinks that the truth has not been told to the American people, or to the world's people, and that people need the facts and need information to make well-informed decisions. And this is something that she's saying with her neck deep in the shit show that is the Iraq War. I mean, this is someone who committed to that war, deployed to boots, you know, has, has her boots on the ground, and is seeing firsthand just what a terrible blood-soaked mess the Iraq War is. And the hope is that if people make better informed decisions, can avoid this kind of catastrophe. Uh, but I bring this up because the motives of Chelsea Manning have, have very often been written off as purely psychological. Like, oh, well, only a crazy person would do this. Uh, Manning must be crazy. It must be uh, a gender identity thing. A transgender person would do this because they're crazy. You know, So like a
0: symptom of the gender dysphoria yeah. is that, that she's somehow like releasing information that requires psychosis to to want to release as opposed to just being a rational actor who's horrified by what she's
2: seen? Exactly. There's a lot okay. of transphobia, you know, both right. both subtle and overt. And it's not just in the, the far right. You can see it at MSNBC uh, where MSNBC host Joy Reid has, you know, written some kind of awful, snarky things about, oh, well, it turns out Manning's transgender. That kind of explains a lot. No, it doesn't explain anything. I was debating on some radio show once a group of transgender American veterans who they're, they're very eager to to hang Manning from the nearest light post because they think that she's ruined it for them, you know, by giving them a a bad image. But, uh, and I was arguing on the BBC with a log cabin Republican, whose main goal seemed to be, you know, to, to, you know, uh, just protect the LGBT community from any charges of treason, since there's a long tradition of right-wing people equating, uh, being gay or lesbian and being treasonous. That's, uh, uh, been going on for a long time.
0: So your book was published as The Passion of Bradley Manning, has it been updated to be called The Passion of Chelsea Manning? It
2: was published right before, a few months before Manning came out officially as transgender and that's why it has her, her old name. Uh, I hope it will go to a third edition and you know, I can rename it, make some edits here and there. Uh, Chelsea herself, by the way, has has told to her lawyer that she's fine with people referring to her as Bradley when she was indeed Bradley. Uh, But of course, we should respect her. You know, I, I see some progress for transgender justice and dignity where even John McCain is... Using the proper pronouns when wow. talking about Chelsea Manning today, and I, I don't think that would have happened ten years ago, maybe not even five years ago. So, okay. onward with that struggle for justice, yeah. too. You know. So, if, if, anyway, Manning gets caught. Her first year is in punitive isolation confinement at the military brig at Quantico, a Marine Corps base in in Virginia treated just horribly, and even against the express medical advice of Quantico's physician, is put into punitive isolation confinement, just to, to punish her. Punishment for its own sake. She starts becoming a cause celebre around the world. Even the United Nations intervenes and declares that this treatment is inhumane. That's their term of art. It's just one half a notch below torture. People start raising it at presidential press conferences. And after a year of that incredibly gratuitous uh, and harsh punishment, that I think should be viewed as torture, Manning is transferred to general population at, at Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. And Manning is court-martialed, charged with the capital offense of aiding the enemy, is acquitted of those charges, but is found guilty of uh, violating the Espionage Act of 1917, which is the standard piece of legislation that's been thrown at leakers ever since Nixon retooled this World War I-era measure to throw at Daniel Ellsberg. And uh, the sentence is very harsh. It's 35 years. And uh, Manning has now served, well close to seven years of it.
0: What is the deal with punishing people for suicide attempts by putting them in solitary confinement? Isn't it declared torture or is it inhumane, right below torture? What is the...
2: You know, long term solitary is, is de- been declared inhumane treatment by the U.N. In short term, uh, the idea is if someone is suicidal, you have to put them in a kind of body suit. But frequently that gets abused and you end up just punishing someone even longer.
0: Solitary confinement isn't just about being monitored, right? Mm-hmm. Was Manning in the inhumane conditions that people are in when they're in solitary, like in the hole or whatever, where they're denied contact and everything or
2: Yeah, Manning was. And, and you know, to put this in context, Manning's solitary confinement was not some unique aberration of American ideals of, of criminal justice. There are between seventy and a hundred thousand American prisoners doing some kind of long-term solitary confinement It's a very normal, routine part of our penal landscape. I mean, it's also an abomination. It's something that we, we need to get rid of. Uh, but, yeah.
0: This is kind of like a next level. It's so backwards of yeah. treating suicidal behavior with...
2: Well, it, it certainly seems just bizarre and utterly perverse that if someone tries to commit suicide, you put them in even harsher conditions that are more you know, likely to induce. That's one of the punishments that was inflicted on Manning.
0: It seems like homicidal on the part of the army or whoever's yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Or or in civilian prisons too. I mean you can find the same kind of thing. So that
0: happens in civilian prisons as a response to suicide attempts also?
2: It it can happen. Yeah. Wow.
0: Okay, yeah. That's That's either such
2: stupidity or such sadism. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of routinized sadism in our criminal justice system. So Manning's sentence was commuted. She was not pardoned by Obama. There's an important difference. If you're pardoned, that means your record is expunged. It's like the government admitting wrongdoing and bringing the charges in the first place. Your your record is totally clean. This is just a commutation where uh, you just are let out of prison early. And that, it's like charity
0: more than justice.
2: That That's a great way to put it, yeah. And, uh, you know, Obama has been on a, a real surge of last-minute commutations. It's kind of a shame that he saved us for the very last moment in his presidency. On the one hand, it's very good because he's issued more commutations than past 11 presidents combined. Uh, On the other hand, he has turned down more clemency petitions than the last 11 presidents combined, and his batting average is not terrific, I'd say. So I want to give him some praise for at least doing more than previous presidents since Reagan, but this still could have been much bigger. There still should have been, I think, a blanket amnesty for you know, the more than two thousand federal prisoners who are doing life without parole for nonviolent crimes—that's the context of of clemency the, for Manning.
0: Obama's a smart guy. Like he went to where Harvard Law. Mm-hmm. He's not some reactionary. I don't think behind closed doors, at least, it's some draconian punitive villain. But he can't see or does see, but doesn't act on it. How ridiculously abusive and. Just a terrible mis what terrible mismanagement it is to have people in jail for life for non violent crimes i don 't think we really consider what that means when you 're actually condemning someone to be in jail when they die it 's not just the time served but it 's the way they 're going to be exiting the world i 'll send touchy feely but
2: no it 's uh, it 's truly evil Obama I mean he did commute a lot of people, but he left a lot of people hanging too, and what we sh- we should have seen from the Obama Department of Justice as some kind of blanket categorical amnesty that presidents in the past have done, whether it was... Mm. Carter with with draft dodgers whether it was Woodrow Wilson with people during prohibition or even Lincoln you know did you know constant churn of commutations and pardons during the civil war that should be a regular routine part of executive power from day 1 that a, a president or governor takes office not just some special little farewell gift at the end so you know, I hate to, to look a, a, a gift horse in the mouth. I think it did take political courage from Obama to commute Chelsea Manning's sentence, you know, which is our item at hand that we're discussing. And I give him a lot of credit for that because the easy way, way out would have been to do nothing and leave Chelsea to rot in jail. And God knows President Trump would not be uh, granting any clemency. And I and I think that was a, a great thing, an important thing that Obama did there. But... Uh, our, our prison system is still horrific, our justice system is still horrific, and we can't go soft. I think the time for positive reinforcement is over in dealing with our government when it comes to a matter of criminal justice reform. And most of the time I read you know some news report from you know, a reform-minded journalist or in the Marshall Project, I think of how I see a lot of the horribly indulgent parents in Park Slope are talking to their children, like, Oh, Jimmy, that's so sweet. You're 12 years old and you can tie your shoes now. Oh, that's so special. No, it's not special. That's something that you expect from a kid. And, you know, our, our journalists and nonprofits Need to get tough and honest in the way we talk about the way our government continues to fail at criminal justice reform. And uh, even especially Democrats. I mean, the awfulness right, of, exactly. a, of a Jeff Sessions Department of Justice should not blind us to how lackluster. Loretta Lynch's DOJ right. has been. But the thing is, even though Obama represents a, a serious improvement in, in commutations, uh, it's still not nearly enough. And we need to demand more from our Democrats, from our Republicans. Uh, and because given you know the, the, the horrific reality of American mass incarceration, we need clemency on an industrial scale. None of this boutique clemency bullshit I'm talking about. Categorical amnesties, uh, Costco, Costco, Costco. You know, giant economies of scale, retroactive measures that will liberate people. Huge use of compassionate release for all the elderly prisoners we have. You know, there are all these tools at the government's disposal that they could be using it, instead of just chip. You know, taking away with an eyedropper from this. You know, drowning levels of incarceration in this country. And uh, they need to get really more aggressive about this. And we need to hold Democrats to a much higher standard. You know, the fact that we have some, you know, Dixie fried Neanderthal like Jeff Sessions waiting in the wing should not blind us to that.
0: I think Sanders was so good in sparking outrage and kind of impatience and, and not settling for, for the, the better than the Republicans. But I felt myself just watching those Betsy DeVos hearings. I have to remember that these Democrats do awful things with education too. But it's such a great foil for the Democrats to have this like caricature. But it's a, it's a danger, and I feel it myself. I was like, oh my god, I'm like rooting for Tim Kaine. What's going on?
2: Well, that's how it is. I mean, it's it's tough to to fight a battle on two fronts, both against the the Uga Booga reactionaries, but also against these Clintonite Democrats as well.
0: People present that as somehow enabling reactionaries, but. No, the way that we'll be able to weaken reactionaries is if we push forward people who aren't Clintonite down. Yeah.
2: And you know, what's, what's truly interesting is that when it comes to executive power using clemency, pardons, and commutations on a routine basis at a very high volume. You know that's not just a progressive reform. In a way, that's a reactionary reform because there's a long tradition of that, both at the state level and at the federal level. In a way, to go back to to enact that would be turning the clock back in a good way. I I wrote a long essay about this for the American Conservative magazine, co-founded by Pat Buchanan, looking at this great American tradition of 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 clemency and how Mm. this in in many contexts in many states uh, and in many presidencies was a normal routine part of government. Uh, So it's something that's both you know, radical and forward-looking, but it's also a tradition that needs to be reclaimed very urgently.
0: I don't understand the roots of it or
2: why it was a conservative thing. Whether it's a conservative thing or not, I don't know. I mean, the word conservative, like the word progressive, can mean many different things. But just that there is this long tradition of of governors. It it just happens to be a tradition where instead of seeing uh, granting clemency, executive clemency, is some nefarious end run around legitimate justice, there's a long tradition in, in legal thought of seeing it as a very valid and essential part of a justice system. You know, a, a recognition that you know, our laws are always a work in progress, right? they're always changing, and that uh, even the best justice system makes mistakes that need to be corrected, and sometimes they're political mistakes that need to be corrected.
0: So anyone to the left of Scalia should be okay with this?
2: Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I don't know where Scalia stood on this himself, but I, frankly, I would, I would not be surprised if Scalia himself uh, was in favor of some forms of clemency. Although, I hmm. mean, fr- I, I've restrained myself from looking too deeply into right. Scalia's records, but I, yeah. I do know it, it does have some surprises in it.
0: One of my favorite things that I read about him was a statement he said that that the Constitution doesn't ban executing an innocent person as long as that innocent person has had good uh, fair representation.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: that's yeah. That's very Catholic too. I like that. What would Jesus do? Clearly that. <laughs> yeah. I also want to know if any of your favorite responses to this, like Judith Miller's famous response where she was upset. <laughs> Did someone hack her account and, and try to make a self parody out of it? I couldn't believe it when I saw that. B.
2: Miller's tweet is, you know, I'm trying to, I can't remember it verbatim. She
0: tweeted, Obama commutes sentence of Chelsea Manning. How many people died because of Manning leak?
2: This is, of course, from the leading journalistic purveyor of the bad intel of weapons of mass destruction. I mean, if any single journalist is responsible for the Iraq war, it's her, with maybe second place to Jeffrey Goldberg. This this journalist has more blood on her hands than than anyone. I mean, Katie, I, I just hope that space aliens come visit Earth because then maybe they will be able to measure Judith Miller's lack of self-awareness. Because God right. knows, I mean, that void is just not measurable by human technology totally. and human interest. We've got to get
0: Jerry Brown on, on that. Jerry Brown, Governor Moonbeam, really into into space exploration.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, we need, we need a Manhattan Project for that or yes. something. Yes. But that that was my favorite response. There have been some other good ones. Paul Ryan, who reflexively supports every idiot Warren is busy trying to strip health insurance and health care from people, accused Chelsea of putting lives at risk. And, uh, you know, that's pretty goddamn rich.
0: Paul Ryan's calling Chelsea an underachiever because
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> Chelsea only apparently, allegedly, didn't actually kill anyone, whereas Paul Ryan will be able to kill countless people.
2: Yeah, try harder. You know, Come
0: on, Chelsea. Go big or go
2: home. Go big or go yeah. home. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's your personal training, workout coach, Paul Ryan. You know, exactly. With, oh, yeah, he does do that. You've seen the
0: photos of him, right? Oh, yeah,
2: they're, what, lovely man. Yeah. I want to point out that in the long court-martial of Chelsea Manning, the, the government was able to provide no evidence of concrete harm to any soldier or civilian. I mean, there was one journalist from Azerbaijan who may have been persecuted because the uh, his name was in the State Department. Norman Cableson, who was able to get asylum in the U.S. He didn't seem too torn up about leaving Azerbaijan for the U.S. I, I hate to say it. There's just been no concrete evidence, just a lot of people gushing with concern for all these hypothetical lives. People who supported the Iraq war, the Afghan escalation, the Libya war, suddenly gushing with concern over all the hypothetical imagined lives that they are trying to pin on Chelsea Manning and WikiLeaks. So um, they care
0: more about imagined deaths than real deaths.
2: Absolutely. And it's this way of self-exculpation, of externalizing, you know, what should be guilt. Maybe I'm giving them too much credit. But
0: what's the deal with the people who are really angry about this, who weren't for the war? I mean, I've just seen some liberals very
2: upset. A lot of Democrats are just so eager to outflank the Republicans on the right when it comes to national security. Right. And this, this is how Kennedy and Johnson got us into Vietnam. This is how half the Democratic Party in the Senate voted for the Iraq invasion, and I think this explains to a large degree Obama's persecution of whistleblowers. It's something mm. that's deeply internalized among a lot of Democratic elites, and I think that's what we're seeing yet again.
0: The only people who would be upset about Chelsea Manning having a sentence commuted is someone who doesn't really believe in... What? Freedom of... You know,
2: I have to say, this doesn't fall into any clean category of individual rights. It's not an individual rights issue so much as just a nakedly political issue that... We have this horrible problem of extreme government secrecy, and it leads us into disaster. I mean, uh, through all the, the the bad journalism and bad think pieces about this, that they've been trying to weigh transparency versus security. That's not the trade-off. The trade-off is transparency versus secrecy, and there are huge security costs to secrecy. We would not have gotten into the bloodbath of Iraq and caused that. Uh, but for dystopian levels of government secrecy, distortion, and lies. And if we don't know what our government is doing, and we don't know the facts of very important matters of statecraft, we are making you know very momentous decisions without the right information. And that is almost guaranteed to lead to disaster and to carnage. And... Uh, that's what we've seen. So, I mean, I, I need to come up with maybe a pithier, simpler way to explain that. But if, if you're making decisions without any information about invading foreign sovereign nations, you're going to wind up with thousands of people dead. And we have saw that in Southeast Asia. We saw that in Iraq. And, and that's what happens when the truth doesn't get out. Well, on that cheerful note... uh, Yeah,
0: thank you so much, (laughs) Jason. Make sure you become Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash the Katie Halper Show, because I will not only be reading some erotic fiction by Scooter Libby, which includes not just bear sex, but deer sex, I'll also be reading the really great responses you dear listeners sent me on Facebook and Twitter when I was trying to figure out why liberals and progressives should support the commutation of Chelsea Manning.